This is Let's Get Down to Business. We are a group of four friends hoping to turn our regular discussions about social issues into podcasts that will open a dialogue amongst listeners like you. Majority of what you will hear will be issues related to pop culture and current news from a North American perspective. My name is Joe. My name is Gwen. I'm Paige. And my name is Lee. Okay, so let's get down to business. The topic we're discussing this episode will be the uh, local Vancouver pickup artist. A brief summary of what's going on is that um, this woman who is going under the name Nicole, uh, not her real name, just for her safety, uh, she was harassed two days in a row by this pickup artist and his students, and uh, she got very fed up with it. So she went to Club Zone News, uh, basically an online uh, Vancouver news site, I think mainly for club-related things. They are affiliated with Van City Buzz, so... Fan City Buzz also took that news on as well. Uh, so because of that, and Club Zone released this information, a bunch of other women uh, came to Club Zone saying, I've also experienced this as well. And uh, turns out this local uh, pickup artist, his, his name is uh, Jan. I will go into discussion about what happened to Nicole and the other women. But first of all, we'll probably talk about the uh, interview that Club Zone got with him. So what happened is, if I remember this correctly, Nicole um, was harassed on the street and in chapters on Robson. What was it, Robson? Yes, Robson. Uh, she was harassed on, on the street, was either Granville or Robson, and in chapters. Yeah, it was, um, I believe it happened in chapters first, and then the second time was out on the street, and Jan actually made eye contact with Nicole, because she was like, seriously, a second time? The very next day after this just happened? And after his student threatened to start stalking her, instead of rectifying the situation and telling his student to back off, Jan just walked away. Club Zone actually got an interview with him, and uh, the interviewer did a pretty good job. I felt like he was able to stay professional because he obviously could not get angry, or else he couldn't actually get this interview done. But I could, uh, from what I saw from the video, the interviewer got increasingly angrier at Jan for his like just stup- his stupidity and how he was just like totally denying and not taking responsibility for anything he did. Um, did you guys want to comment on it, or should we? I describe the video a little more. Uh, could so what kind of methods did uh, Jen use to pick up these women? All right, so um, I'm gonna go through uh, what he told the interviewer before I go through what he actually did okay. because uh, I watched the interview first before I watched his videos, and I was like, oh, um, based on the interview, right? Like, I still thought what he said was bullshit, right? I didn't believe him, but I didn't know he was that bad until I saw his videos. Um, so, uh, basically, Jan basically tells the interviewer what he's doing is trying to give these guys confidence, um, to be, to be men, you know, the whole, uh, male, alpha male ideal that is not proper. Um, and he says that, uh, he, he used to be a very quiet person in, uh, university or whatever. And then he, 
like molded himself into who he is now, a very confident man after all these years and he's trying to help other men do this. And he told he told the interviewer in the video he doesn't objectify women and he doesn't believe in rape culture. Um, but obviously it's bullshit, especially when you go see his videos. Um, the interviewer was very like stern. He was like, I, I've seen your videos. I know what you do. And uh, it, I've, I've also reviewed some of his videos. And uh, in some, he actually literally goes up to a woman he he just met on the street and pulls her in for a kiss. Uh, sexual harassment? Yes. Uh, and he also goes in, and I know, he, I see a lot of his videos and he uses the same uh, tricks, methods, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he always says, hug me now, in a very demanding tone. Uh, and he pulls them in for hugs. And that's that's not very... That's obviously very forceful, uh, and the women are usually very confused, right? Um, but before I go on about his methods, I want to say, like, any women that have interacted with him and then ended up, like, hugging him, kissing him, going home with him, whatever, like, they shouldn't be ashamed of it because, honestly, it's it's not their fault, and there's no judgment on that because I don't want anything uh, misogynistic coming out of this because the focus is on his uh, generalization of women and seeing women as one monolithic group that can be won over by a textbook method of his creation um and you guys all saw like at least one of his videos from his website right right did we want to just go straight into discussing the problematic like issues with this or do you want to um describe some of the things you guys saw that like really stood out Sure. Um, you know, I noticed uh, in the interview that he did, he was actually using a lot of social justice buzzwords, um, you know, words like rape culture or misogyny. So I think he's very aware of, like, how he's coming off and he's just kind of trying to portray himself kind of in a more favorable light. But, you know, just judging by his behavior and how he personally approaches women, it doesn't seem like he's you know, internalize any of these values. He's he just he's just using these buzzwords because because he knows um, it'll make him sound you know less misogynistic. Mm-hmm. I also noticed he was really passive during the interview, but uh, in all of his videos of picking up women, he's very aggressive, and he describes it in different ways because he always has an intro in his videos, and he's always like, "Don't give up, be assertive, blah blah blah," which sounds fine when you say it, but the way he carries it out is basically um, taking over a woman's space and not letting her have the free choice to walk away from him. Uh, so uh, not really going against what you said, just adding on. Sorry, what did you want to say, Paige? The woman who came forth, Nicole, is the perfect example of him doing that and him teaching that because um Nicole very clearly, um, the second day when she was approached again by some of Jan's students, she very clearly said no from the get-go. She said, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want you coming anywhere near me. Leave me alone. And instead of Jan's student backing down saying, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll leave you alone. He got aggressive as per Jan's teachings, to, quote, not give up, and to be assertive. And, like, as 
a woman or as any any person who has your physical space invaded and when you tell someone no I don't want to talk to you leave me alone and they don't leave you alone and then they threaten to start stalking you and get verbally aggressive with you of course that's going to make you feel scared for your own safety yeah that's a good point I agree and it also makes me wonder like how many you know how many quote-unquote failed cases that you know he must have gone through in order to even create his videos like I would imagine you know, he probably harassed, like, dozens of women before he came up with one that he deemed to be, like, appropriate for his kind of pickup artist um, content. Oh, um, I also want to mention in one of his videos I watched, because uh, a, a lot of times he approaches women and they're first like, oh, no, right? And he's like, just a minute, just a minute. It'll only be a minute. And he convinces them to stay, right? In one of his videos, he says, um, just because a woman says she's not interested, uh, she's not interested or she says no she doesn't want to go home with you doesn't mean she means no that's what he said just because she says uh i don't want to go there with you does not mean that's the end that's what he said he said if she's still there standing beside you that means you just have to convince her and that's really problematic because if you look at a lot of his videos he some women are like, oh, no, or oh, my God, bye, because they're like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Bye. Don't bother me. He's like, no, 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 just a minute, just a minute. And he, like, makes them stay. And in one of the videos, uh, one of the women was like, this has been five minutes. Like, one minute has already passed. Two minutes has already passed. And then he, like, forces her to go to a coffee shop with him. And uh, to note that uh, the majority of the successful women his videos are white women. Uh, and I think there was one uh, CBC, Chinese-born Canadian, I'm assuming. She could have been another. Um, she could be a different, like, East Asian. Um, but a uh, majority of the women he approaches and are in his videos as successes are um, those who are more... Uh, who subscribe more to the Western culture. Uh, I feel like because if he approached... Uh, it, more um, East Asian women based on like the East Asian uh, culture, um, the cultural upbringing, it's harder for him because that you have the whole like traditional, you know, purity and stuff like that. Whereas uh, Western culture, it's more like, you know, open with your sexuality. So to on that note, I, in a lot of his videos, he says a lot of racist things. I was talking to Paige about it yesterday and I don't really know how to describe how I'm bothered by it. I am bothered by it, yes. but I don't know how to. Because he's saying these racist stereotypes about Asian men. And he's pointing out, like, you know, uh, that white women usually don't go for Asian men. Uh, but at the same time, although it is true that I feel like white women don't go for Asian men... I feel like he's really racist for bringing that up because he's using it to his advantage and he's also not dispelling ra racial stereotypes because he does talk about like um, uh, dick size and all that and he's like, oh yeah. As in one video he said like Asian guys have small dicks or something but he said like I have a big dick or like do you like big dongs? Um, he also says some pretty gross things. Oh sorry, Paige, what did you want to say? He No, it's okay. He, I can't believe, he literally, if you watch his videos, he literally says in one of his videos to the same, the same girl who, uh, the same young woman who, um, you thought was CBC, yeah. um, he, he said, and, uh, can I, can I use the term FOB? Sure. 
You said it. You're just quoting him. He, so he, 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 yeah, I am quoting him. He went up to this girl, a young woman, and he said, I'm sorry, are you, are you fob? And she's like, what does that mean? And he said, fresh off the boat. She says, no, I'm not. Like, I was born in Canada. <laughs> and then, and then he, he follows that up with, do you like dong? And she's, you can see she's immediately uncomfortable, and she turns to him and she says, uh, what's dong? And he's like, you know, penis, dick. <laughs> he says, I bet you've never been with an Asian man, but don't worry, mine's really big. <laughs> I, and, like, I, why? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting it to, like, I don't understand stupid people. <laughs> He 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 gets into really uncomfortable topics right away. Um, and I don't say uncomfortable because everyone's a prude. I say it's like uncomfortable because he's forcing a sexual topic onto a woman who did not give him permission for it. He said that he the the line I'm gonna like quote him on. Well, not quote paraphrase him on is when he's used on multiple women in his videos. He talks about how nice his skin is because he doesn't masturbate. And but then in some videos he says he masturbates a lot. Like one time he was like, "I used to live in my mother's basement, and all I did was game and masturbate furiously." Why? Why does he think? Yes. Why does he think this would work? I think he. Because in some of his videos, he says, use humor to ease her in. But honestly, this whole pickup artist thing, I feel like it's part of uh, stroking his own ego. Because he said he used to be very antisocial until he became this, like, alpha dog. But, like, it, I don't I don't think he's an alpha dog. I think he's, he's, he's like, not even beta. But um, you, I, I feel like he's just using this to stroke his own ego into thinking he's an alpha at the expense of women because by getting these other like uh men to pay him for lessons it's affirming his alphaness in his mind and like all these men following him are affirming his yeah. alphaness uh yeah i totally agree i also um on that note about how he's you know using women in order to kind of build himself up i think the interviewer uh was just trying to constantly understand how um, his pickup artistry and his students were actively hurting women. And his only excuse was, you know, well, you know, everyone messes up. They are, you know, still in progress. Like, we're still trying to perfect ourselves. And, you know, so essentially the subtext is that it's worth going through and harming numerous women to, you know, perfect himself because that's the end goal. And he's really just unable to empathize with the women that uh, he approaches and harasses on the street. Yeah, and I just want to um, uh, go over this one point so listeners understand. Uh, the interviewer uh, brought up pickup artists in general, and uh, this one woman wrote about her experience. Uh, she has PTSD, um, and uh, she was harassed by pickup artists, and it just ruined her whole day, and she just ended up going home crying. And, and the interviewer also told him, what if like some of these women are are um, uh, rape survivors, right? And then you or your students, suddenly like a strange man that they don't know approaches them, won't leave them alone. Wouldn't that like trigger um, trigger them? And then, uh, you know, basically ruin their day. And like what you said, uh, Lee, um, he just didn't take responsibility for it. And he was like, everyone has, you know, a fuck up period. That was my trial and error. And yeah. 
And can I just say, I really wanted to um, just really briefly talk about rape culture and how he's perpetuating it and also how he, like um, Lee, you mentioned earlier, how he is, um, uh, shoot, um, he's, he's using these, um, like, social justice words, like buzzwords that make you think that he should have some kind of idea what he's doing. But he very specifically says in the interview that, um, where are my notes? He very specifically says that he, um, he, he doesn't promote rape culture, either in his own actions or through his students. But it's not true. <laughs> like, I can rebunk his own statement with his own actions and words. Um, yes, yeah, so um, rape culture uh, was a, or is a term that was coined um, oh, back in, I think, the 70s, um, uh, designed to show the ways in which society blames victims of sexual assault and normalizes male sexual uh, violence. Um, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but Emily Butchwald defines rape culture, and I really like this definition, um, as a complex set of beliefs that encourage male sexual aggression and supports violence against women. In rape culture, women perceive a continuum of threatened violence that ranges from sexual remarks to sexual touching to rape itself. Um, the definition is longer than that, but um, it really applies to Jen's um, physical aggression with these women. You watch in a video where he pulls them in to kiss them, and you can see that they are physically trying to pull away, but they can't because he's forcing them to allow him to kiss them, um, even though they very obviously physically are trying to get away from him, and the way he hugs without permission. Um, and then the woman, um, again, the woman Nicole, who was approached twice, um, told the guys who, um, Jan's students who approached her, no, leave me alone. Um, his students then got verbally aggressive and threatened to stalk her. Yet in the interview video he did, um, he claims not to advocate rape culture. Um, and it's obviously, he obviously may know the right kind of buzzwords to use to make people think he is better than he is, but it's not true. And um, I know we haven't quite gotten to the text messages that he um, <laughs> he sent to a lot of women, um, but one of them that was on um, the same interview, that the article that was attached to the interview, rather, Jan texted... Um, Quote, I will kill your cat, ruin your life, your vagina. I will ruin your vagina, implying sexual assault as in rape and or vaginal mutilation. How does that come from a man who is not advocating rape culture? It's messed up. I also uh, want to add that he tried to justify himself to the interviewer by saying, um, oh, this is a... This is a a woman I was like extremely emotionally invested in like I thought we had an emotional connection but earlier the interviewer was like this is a text message from a woman you um had known for two to three days and so it's I I honestly for a guy who picks up women as his so-called job 
I, I really doubt he could make an emotional connection with someone in two to three days, especially if if he um, reacts that way to her and she she just she just really wants nothing to do with him, right? And then later the texts go on to him uh, trying to get her attention. He's like, oh, let's hang out, let's hang out. I was really mad, blah, blah, blah. And he tries to use an excuse saying, um, oh, I was so like uh, overcome with emotions and I just wanted to get her attention. That's why I wanted her to hang out with me. And uh, I was, he said something like he was unstable or something. Uh, because he was very upset. And then the interviewer was like, well, would someone unstable like you be um, the right person to be teaching these other men how to pick up women? Which was a very good point, right? Because if you can't handle your own private affairs, who you don't have the right to like teach other people. And, and then the whole point about getting girls plural, it's not even about getting the girl, it's getting all the girls. So at the end of the day, it's a count. Yeah, and he says he doesn't objectify women, but that that is objectifying women. Because he, 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 like, by teaching these methods, which you know are the same, because in all his videos he uses the same methods, he, like, like I said earlier, he assumes that all women will uh, say yes based on the same methods, assuming that we all don't have our own uh, personalities, uh, uh, interests, uh, and hobbies. That we're all like one to go on. He also has been seen on Tinder, as uh, Lee has informed us. Uh, some uh, women have uploaded screenshots on Tinder. Uh, various women, in fact. And uh, he starts off, in general, he starts off with a big long paragraph. Uh, like, oh, I'd like to meet you, maybe uh, get to know you enough and possibly things lead to something sexual, blah, blah, blah. And for this one particular woman who uploaded her uh, screenshots and she said the privacy settings to public. Uh, so listeners might have seen this. Um, she said a uh, in in the screenshots, he he's like, I'd like to meet you on Tuesday. But he, he messaged her this on a Wednesday and she called him out and she's like, uh, it's Wednesday, nice copy and paste, right? And then he responds with, uh, oh, I think you're, no, I have it with me. Sorry, he says, uh, she's, he's like, thanks for replying, although I almost feel like you don't respect me. Please don't judge me as I just broke up. My girlfriend passed away four days ago. I know this sounds heavy, and I thought today is Tuesday. It's okay if you think I'm not worthy. Um, and I, I, I think this guy is very, very, um, egotistical that he thinks he can just say this and it makes sense. Obviously, she called him out on copying and pasting a message, um, to her. And he says, first of all, he starts off with like, I feel like you don't respect me. And I'm like, you're the one who copied and pasted a message to her. Uh, second of all, you just broke up with your girlfriend that passed away four days ago. Why are you on Tinder? Why are you dating? Like, honestly. It's just the way he treats women as uh, maybe he thinks we have lower intelligence, that he can get away with a lie. Like, my girlfriend passed away. Um, I just copy and pasted it. It's no big deal. I mean, anybody who read it would know that this is not true. You shouldn't be on Tinder four days after your girlfriend passed away. Also, even if, like, someone believed him that uh, his girlfriend passed away, who would want to date someone who yeah, is going out to date right when their girlfriend passed away four Not days very ago? Attractive. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. I <sighs> No, it all stems from emotional manipulation. The entire reason why he's telling you this is because he hopes you will feel pity for him, feel bad for him, and because yeah, and and because you feel bad for him, you'll be willing to go on a date with him. Yeah. At the end of that Tinder message, he said, it's okay if you think I'm not worthy. Therefore, he's trying to get pity. And then he adds another message saying, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. And I feel like the I don't even know why I'm telling you this is not because he feels like he's burdening her with like a heavy story. He's he's trying to be like, I'm confiding in you. So he she should feel some closeness to him. Obviously, you know, uh, he, women are much more smarter than he thinks and they don't they're just we are not going to fall for that shit um i just like to connect back to you know the original interview uh where he you know he justifies the reprehensible things that he says by saying like you know i lost my head i was really emotionally um attached but i think based on these tender messages it's pretty obvious that you know he wasn't actually like these are just like the bread and butter emotional shock tactics and manipulation that he uses, you know, in a routine and systematic way. So the idea that he was emotionally, you know, ever attached to anyone is, you know, really suspect because he kind of exhibits these borderline sociopathic behaviors. Um, and in the interview, he always says, uh, this is not what I teach. This is not why I teach my students. Uh, those are other people not related to me. And he's trying to push all away, push away all the blame and responsibility. Um, but obviously, the interviewer even said, "Like I, I've seen what you do. I've seen your videos. I know what you're doing." You know. And then, uh, to be honest, I I knew he was bullshitting in the interview, but I didn't know just how badly he was bullshitting until I went to his website and saw his videos, and they are they are actually quite uh, quite forceful. And misogynistic. I mean, one of his videos, like just the title of it is how to pull her home. And the word pull is obviously very problematic because it's already very forceful, right? And in brackets, he says physical and logistical escalation. So he's showing how to uh, escalate it to get the woman home. And then uh, there's mind-blowing pickup secret, emotional versus logical. Comes off as misogynistic to me because women are often seen as emotional and not logical in society. So it feel, so obviously it implies emotional manipulation. And uh, there's also uh, the homeless video where he pretends to be a homeless guy, obviously lying. And uh, also trying to get emotional pity, I guess, by pretending to be a homeless guy. Um, a lot of his videos are just very, like, dishonest. Like, obviously, he's insincere in all of these videos trying to pick up women. Um, because he, he's just going for, for the numbers and for the views, uh, or for, like, for the, how many women he can put in his videos as successes. In the interview, he says he doesn't go for numbers, but honestly, I think he doesn't keep track because he, he can't remember all the women, uh, he sees. Um, but he, as long as he feels like he hit a supposed quota for the day, he feels good enough about it. I'm just wondering, um, what happens when he gets these women? Does he go through with it or does he, he gets their number? Does he call them back or he just leaves? Well, um, we know he does, uh, call or text some of them because women have had, uh, text messages about that. Um, and I'm pretty sure for this guy, he has like, 
um, gone and had sexual relations with some of these women. Um, but it really depends, right? Uh, sometimes I feel like some of them might just be for the video because, uh, because you know, for to make these videos, he has to spend a lot of time outside, uh, in the street, right? But we don't know this until we like, unless you ask him. But he's obviously going to lie because he acts like he is very, you know, s civil and respectful of women. But really, he's just going for quantity. Uh, he actually has a. Uh, I, I looked him up on Facebook. He has his own Facebook page for his uh, pickup artist business, and he also has two personal Facebook pages, uh, each with different spelling of his name. One is the more Western uh, style of his name. One is the more uh, Chinese style of his name. Uh, in the Western spelt name that coincides with his uh, business name he says he's in a relationship but in the other one it does not state so um so i'm not 100 percent sure like this guy anything about him I, I don't know what's true or what's not because even in uh his videos he spoke to one girl who was 19 and he said he was uh, i believe 24 then in his homeless video he told a woman he's 28 and uh, obviously, there are other videos where he he talks about uh, how to pick up uh, how to pick up girls after work, and uh, he always talks about, oh, where do you work? And they ask him where he works, and he always gives them different answers. Uh, so I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I think I just started out saying that he he says he's take, not taking responsibility for. Uh, what he teaches but what he teaches is very clearly seen on his website and I'm surprised that with all the exposure he's gone the negative exposure he didn't delete any of these videos because it, it's basically just exposing what he's doing he might also think rape culture means you have to participate in the action of rape to be a part of it so the fact that he's just talking to these women is not rape culture to him and to many other people that have a wrong association with rape culture. Yes, and can I just say, as far as him, like, he's, he may say, well, I don't teach them to, you know, I don't teach them rape culture. Yeah, but not telling them that, you know, being verbally aggressive or physically aggressive is bad is the same as teaching them rape culture. Like, we teach our daughters not to be raped, and we teach our sons nothing we don't tell our sons not to rape we just tell our daughters don't be raped and by not telling our sons you know rape is bad don't rape girls um but well my really badly described point was you know if you take bullying as an example you don't have to be the bully to be a part of it your silence speaks volumes in that situation and it's the same when it comes to his teaching if he doesn't explicitly tell these like by his own admission these socially awkward guys who don't know how to approach women the difference between the proper way to approach a woman and the inappropriate way to approach a woman then his students are going to do whatever they think is right and it's his fault for not teaching them the difference if they, if, if like, 
they can't figure it out themselves and they're going to him for advice, he can't say, well, it's not my fault that they did these inappropriate things because I didn't teach it. Well, you should have taught them not to do it in the first place. Yes. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I want to just uh, simplify the what you were saying earlier, uh, Paige. Um, basically, there's this quote. I can't remember who it's from, but it's been quoted many times. It, it basically says, uh, society teaches don't get raped instead of don't rape. And I just wanted to say it in that really, sh- like, uh, compact uh, phrase because when I first heard that that totally like uh, it, it totally opened my eyes like I, I knew like this was a couple years back when I wasn't as socially aware but I, I obviously like never supported rape but like um, I just didn't know how bad it was until I just saw the quote society teaches don't get raped instead of don't rape because the problem is not people getting raped the problem is people raping and then also um, I know some people are like, but again, he's not teaching to rape people, but like he's teaching rape culture. Um, he's basically, because what he's saying is like, don't give up, just like keep going. Basically, get in that woman's space, don't let her say no, uh, don't accept no, and, and all that. So that is perpetuating rape culture and just like taking away any autonomy a woman would have. I mean, the solution to rape culture is consent, and he is teaching the opposite of that. Also, um, I just want to say, like, not only is it just, like, consent at the beginning, it has to be consent throughout all the way. Because some women, like, might not mind talking to him, like, because he, he, he goes up and compliments them, like, in a weird way, though, because I remember Paige was describing this to me yesterday when I, I got her to watch the videos, because he's like, oh, I saw you across the street, and you're actually really beautiful. And he says actually, like, it's like, you know, he assumes she wasn't. Paige. What do you want to he say? He didn't say he didn't say really beautiful. He said, "Look, I I'm I'm sorry. I just have to stop you. I saw you, and you're actually pretty beautiful. Like I guess, kind of like you're pretty beautiful. Like I was surprised that you looked beautiful. Like you know, and I just had to tell you that like you actually look beautiful because obviously you don't know your own self worth, and uh, it was surprising to me. So obviously it's surprising to you to hear it. Like I was like." I couldn't believe he even just said that to her. And the way he said it was so condescending. Yeah. Um, I feel like also um, for some women, uh, it might have been a shock to be suddenly approached like that. So they might not have picked up on that. And so they'd be like, okay, with the open conversation. Or like, um, because also women are socialized to uh, not be, you know, rude. And we have to be polite and dainty little things. So we can't be like, hey, fuck off, buddy, right? So of course these women like, just like, okay, where is this conversation going? And of course, when we're complimented, we are forced to say thank you, even if we don't want it. So of course, they're like, oh, thanks. And then he just goes on and then he asserts himself. He, he keeps, um, he gets his foot in the door, even though the person was just being polite, just opening the door, like, oh, who knocked on my door, right? And he just gets into the house by forcing his way. And even though they're like, I don't want what you're you're selling. I don't want to buy it. And he's like, give me a moment. Give me another moment. Give me five more moments. I'm in your house now. Give me your number. I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to hug you. Hug me now. Blah, blah, blah. That's a good summarization of what he does. (laughs) It basically is. And to note, his videos are actually really painful to watch. Uh, I did go watch all of them because I I needed to uh, up the anger before we started this uh, episode. But uh, it's really painful to watch. It's cringeworthy. 
but it it just it relights the fire of hate I have for this guy. Just the titles scare me. <laughs> yeah. If we made this podcast episode like oh, right when this came out, you guys know I would have been like screaming <laughs> during this episode. Mm-hmm. I am like so calm now just because uh, I have so much time to chill out. But uh, yeah. Oh, can I also mention one more thing in one of his videos? Yes. In one of his videos, uh, he approaches this woman who's walking down Robson on her phone, right? And then he's like, put down your phone, put down your phone. Is that your best friend? You can call it back later. Tell her, but you'll call it back later. It's only, it's only a minute. It's only two minutes. Put down your phone. Hang up. Does she hang up? Like, well, he is kind of like in her space and that she, she literally has to like take her phone away. And it's like, what's going on? Right. So, but she actually, you find out at the end of the video, she actually didn't hang up for her, her phone. She like, after he like, um, chats her up and stuff like that. Um, she picks, she puts her phone back to her ear and she's like, Hey, are you still there? Yeah, I'm gonna do this or something. And he's like, Oh, she's been listening this whole time. And she, yeah. I'm surprised he included that in the video. There was also a friend of mine who said that uh, she was downtown uh, with family and she noticed uh, he was actually following her. She didn't notice at first, but she she saw this after the Club Zone article and she kept turning around to stare at him. She recognized it was him and she was freaking out and there, her and her family were going into like several stores and he was still following. He never approached her. He eventually left, probably because he was waiting for her to be alone. But yeah, she felt so scared and already so violated. Because that's stalking! Yeah, which shows just how he affects other women. Like, for for um, the interviewer of Club Zone, he spoke to Jan and he was like, do you not realize that you and other pickup artists and your students are affecting the way women live their lives? Like, Nicole no longer wants to walk on those streets that she's seen him on. And uh, uh, Nicole has a fiancé who's been walking up and down Granville trying to find Jan to have a talk with him. And then, like, you know, I, I also think... I, I think Nicole's friends and family do not want her walking alone on the street. So they are taking time out of their day to also walk with her as well. And this, uh, this is not just, like, for Nicole. This would be any woman. Like... I I I remember like in the in the past I got I got harassed uh by some guy not I don't think he's related to Jen uh he could be a student who knows but um he harassed me while I was in a relationship uh, uh with uh my partner at the time I was walking down uh Gastown and the same guy harassed one of my other friends while she was with her boyfriend um so, but whenever I walk down Gastown now I still remember that moment because because I I want to be aware and make sure I avoid this guy. But if he ever harasses me or anyone I know, if I'm with my friends or something, I want to be like, hey, buddy, fuck you. I remember you. Get the fuck away. Like, like it does affect how women act. And, like, women don't, just don't forget it. Um, so when I was – hold on. Let me preface this. I grew up in a very small town. I didn't even ride the bus until I was um, 12 years old. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to do it. <clears throat> um, and so I, um, 
went into Vancouver for the first time with my best friend I met at summer camp. She lived in Vancouver. She took me to Chinatown. First time I'd ever been to Chinatown. It was super exciting. Um, but she warned me before we went in there. She said, don't make eye contact with anyone. Keep in mind, we're like 13-year-old girls, okay? <laughs> She's like, don't make eye contact. Don't look at anyone. Um, because, you know, it's not like the safest area in some of the parts we're going to go through. I said, oh, that's fine. That's fine. I don't care. But um, I'm from this small town where somebody looks at you, you look back and you smile at them really happy. You say hello. Um, and I did that too. <laughs> um, anyways, the point is... Um, 13-year-old girls, just the two of us, walking by ourselves. I smiled at this guy. Um, I don't remember his nationality. He was probably right white, to be honest with you. And he stalked us. Two 13-year-old girls, he stalked us for five blocks. And we were terrified because he wouldn't leave us alone. We went into a store, came out, and he was across the street, and then he came across the street towards us, so we went, like, another three blocks, went into this one shop, and we waited there for three hours until we were sure that he had left. And I'm not scared to walk around on my own, but I was terrified of Chinatown for the next, like, three, four years of my life. I wouldn't go alone. So to think... Exactly, exactly. And so to think that your actions would have no consequences on somebody um, and to think that, you know, following a woman around isn't going to affect her is incredibly arrogant and disgusting because it shows how, how much you are unaware of the situation that you're causing. There's a couple of things about his apologies that I thought were problematic. So one of the first things that stuck out to me was that all of his apologies were, you know, centered on his perspective and, and this perspective of his students. You know, he kept reiterating that, like, they were, you know, work in progresses and, you know, um, everyone messes up. So he never really empathized with the woman that he was using his pickup tactics on. You know, the apologies were never to the woman. They were more like, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't, like, refined enough in my pickup artistry at the moment, you know? It, it was almost like he was thinking, like, if he had just had the perfect responses or, or the perfect techniques, then, you know, women wouldn't find him creepy. He didn't understand that, you know, you know, women are not homogenous. They won't all have the same response to his tactics. It has nothing to do with him, you know? It, it's entirely, like, it has to do with the woman that he's approaching, but he's unable to internalize that. And the other thing that I noticed about his apologies were that, you know, throughout the interview, he really worked very hard to play out this, like, genteel or civilized image. Like, he was going out of his way to seem measured and rational and cool. But then whenever he was called out on his behavior, he, you know, his face actually, like, he took on a blank and annoyed look. Almost, you know, he was working so hard to appear cool and collected. But, like, when he apologized, you know, his facial expression, you know, it was blank and it was slightly annoyed. So, I don't, I personally don't think that he believed in anything he was saying. He just knew that he was getting some, you know, controversial press and he was getting pressed really hard by the interviewer. And he just thought, oh, if I say the right things, then, you know, this is what people will think of me. It's the same approach that he uses to pick up artistry. You know, he, he just thinks that if he gives off these formulaic uh, wrote responses, then people will 
make that emotional connection with him, which is completely untrue. Like everyone can see that his apologies are utter BS. Um, to all the men out there, please, please, all the straight men. Well, actually, anyone who wants to go to Jan to learn how to pick up women, just don't take it from a woman. Okay, just don't, just don't do it because we are not going to give you the time of day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Let's Get Down to Business. We will upload episodes every two weeks or so. And if you're interested, please visit our Tumblr and WordPress. For questions and comments, you can go to our Tumblr, which is Let's Get Down to Business Podcast.tumblr.com. Have a good night, everyone. The music used at the beginning and end of our podcast is from bensound.com. Editing of our episodes is by Gwen and myself, Joe. Please feel free to reach any of our hosts via our social network account. Links will be below.